episode of Molly's Minutes is sponsored by Depop. Depop is the fashion marketplace app where creatives come to buy, sell and discover the most unique items from around the world. Nowadays we know that fashion is a major contributor to climate change, but that doesn't mean we all have to stop shopping. There are better options, including using Depop to discover secondhand and vintage fashion. Shop sustainably without the sacrifice by downloading Depop and searching for amazing fashion you'll love without the footprint. Download it for iOS and Android now or head to depop.com to get started. Interesting. Okay, guys. Hello. <laughs> We're back. This is going to be a funny one. Yeah. <laughs> We're having a time. <laughs> I feel like this is... By the way, I'm with Shona Scott. Again, I, if that isn't clear. I feel like this podcast is going to be interesting because... We've nothing planned, but I feel like we both have a lot to say at the same time. I don't know about what, but we'll just see what where it goes. We've both been going through some stuff the last couple of months. Yeah. Um, since I've been on, it's all my fault. <laughs> no. Okay. You you talk to me. You talk to me. How are you? Oh, let's let's start this therapy session. <laughs> this is literally just going to be an hour long therapy session. Oh, we've already had like a forty five minute therapy. Yeah. Session. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We did our 45 minute intro behind the scenes and now we're gonna now we're gonna lay it all out on the table. Um yeah, I've been good. I um yeah, we don't have anything planned, so I'm like, let's talk about anxiety <laughs> yeah. running a small business. Yeah, go because, ahead. Yeah, fuck. Um <laughs> So as some of your listeners might know already, the last time I was on, um, like I like I run sexshopa.ie and um things were going fine, they were going steady, and then like between you and Keelan Moncrief <laughs> and Jess Brennan giving me shout outs, I have gotten like a ton of business off of that and while it's been brilliant and like I'm so so appreciative of it I'm just paranoid now that it's all gonna go away like that and I am not going to survive <laughs> it's just it's been really really good and I shouldn't and I shouldn't complain um because I finally am like able to like afford things like getting my hair done so like I got my hair cut today um and I, uh, yeah, it's, you'll have to cut some of this. I'm like, I'm mumbling and rambling. No, you're not at all. Well, I completely get you. It's like sometimes when you reach it, reach your targets, reach your goals or like surpass them. Yeah. It's almost like, okay, when the, when's this going to let up? There yeah. can sometimes be a crash. And that's not not being appreciative of success or anything like that. It's just like it can kind of feel a little bit overwhelming. And especially as a small business owner, like it's... It, your hard efforts sometimes aren't rewarded in Ireland in like the between I'm, housing and rent and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is it. Like, I'm just like, I'm so scared that the bottom is going to fall out at, yeah. at any minute. And because like the Irish economy is kind of going the way that it was like right before the crash happened, mm. I'm so, so scared that like that there's not going to be any stability in this like 
what I consider like really temporary success. So, um, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of dealing with that. And then just like my general social anxiety, cause I, I, I have like social anxiety as well. Um, trying to like deal with those things and, and work through those things is, is kind of, it's, it's difficult. I've had like a rough couple of days. That's okay. But, um, but like overall, like my life is looking good. And I, I'm really enjoying, like, going into work and, like, having my set, like, routine and stuff. And, um, like, reorganizing my office has been just so huge for my own mental health. Mm. Like, um, decluttering and, like, cleaning my room at the weekends and stuff mm. just helps massively, I've been finding. So, yeah. um, like, doing doing little things like that is just so big for my self-care. Yeah. Definitely. I'm so bad at cleaning my room, but that's a whole other <laughs> discussion. We were talking about before we started filming is that like your audience since doing those, since like collaborating with these people mm. um, has like kind of changed. Yeah. So I noticed like a huge shift um, in like my audience where as before, I think my, my demographic was mostly 25 to 45, 50, um, 50 men and women and like 50, 50 Dublin and the rest of the, the country. In the last couple of months, I'm seeing a huge influx of like young women from Dublin and the rest of the country. And so my um, my audience, especially on Instagram, has mm. skewed massively to a young female audience. Um, I think it's something around like 70 or 75% female what? now. I mean, just on Instagram. Yeah. I And I think like that's definitely like raising up my, my female audience like when they're making purchases as well but I think like I think it's now like maybe 60 40 mm. um when I'm like in in sales but like Instagram without a doubt is is just like the vast majority is is just women yeah. <laughs> like 75 percent women yeah because after we did our podcast like I was getting messages that I I was saying to you before that like I never I don't know I just like didn't I knew that the podcast was like pivotal and like important to me but I didn't necessarily know that it was gonna like resonate in the way it did because obviously it was really sex positive and we were laughing and we were joking about sex toys and stuff but then we were also talking about like like orgasms and how it like it it's not how it's like on tv and whatever and the messages I know you got some too I wasn't prepared for it like I I came here like just want to do my profesh thing. Sorry, guys. Honestly. <laughs> Everything's falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just, I like, I wasn't prepared for the amount of messages and, like, the really heartfelt messages that I was getting. Um, like, at all. Like, they were, they were so, so lovely. Mm. And, um... Yeah, where were, where was I going with this? Yeah, I just I, I wasn't prepared for it. Yeah. Like I I wanted to come in and just, you know, give my my kind of standard um podcast speech about like sex positivity and like waving the banner for sex positivity yeah. and I I just had no idea that it was going to have such an impact um mm. with kind of a, a younger audience mm. um in the way that it did. It it was insane yeah and it was amazing like not amazing see these kind of things you're like it's amazing to see that other people felt like me that almost feels like selfish but like I'd always felt like how do people know like 
when when I finally figured my shit out and like like figured my body out I was like how did other people figure this out before me and like I always had these this feeling like I'd been hard like victimizing myself like being hard done by in terms of like sex education and just like everything mm. then like getting messages from people being like I genuinely thought I was a freak because I've never had an orgasm yeah and like I've been so embarrassed my whole life it's something I think about every second of every day I was like it just like made me so emotional because it was like it actually isn't talked about and as I was saying before like I used to like go on and try listen to a sex podcast and be like hey maybe someone will be talking about this and it was it was like like and they're great but it was like way more like fun and like visceral and less about that kind of thing and I feel like because a lot of my peers have learned have have like grown up with like cosmopolitan like sex articles and Mm -hmm porn is we've just like unrealistic expectations of how easy it is to like figure out your body how easy it is to come yeah like they yeah they either uh condense it down to just like a few like simple steps few simple steps to have the most (laughs) mind-blowing orgasms or like again like in in mainstream porn because they need to like cut a scene to like 10 minutes yeah the women have to come like that yeah (laughs) and that's just not how it happens yeah um so yeah it's 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 mad I and I think um with a lot of sex podcasts sometimes there's a certain um like previous level of knowledge that you sometimes have to have to have I, I I've kind of I've found um I do um I'm trying to think if I, I listen to any at the moment. I'm actually, yeah, this is how terrible I am. I'm not actually listening to any sex you're podcasts. You're working. I know, yeah. I'm working really hard. <laughs> and you're recording them with other people. Yeah. I Like, I used to listen to Dan Savage quite a lot. Yeah, he's brilliant. He is brilliant. Yeah. Like, you know, some problematic yeah. stuff that he said in the past. But he does he does tend to, like, uh, evolve his opinions And it's over also, time. like, think pieces sometimes. I just, like, he says things, I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to add that. Like, I find that beneficial and I'm going to add that to my life. Not necessarily, like, I'm learning from him. Do you yeah. get me? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, things you already know. You can tweak it for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I've really liked. But yeah. because I've been, like, listening to his podcast for the last, I think it came out in, like, 2007 was mm. when he started the podcast. And I was, like, reading his column when I when I briefly went to college in Seattle um, in in The Stranger, like, way back in the day. Um, So I I kind of, I I sort of already know, like, where he stands on certain things. So Mm. I I, I don't, like, I can dip in and out of it. I don't feel like I have to listen, like, every single week. Mm. Um, And then I'm trying to think if there's any other, like... Again, I, I, I don't – I run a sex shop. I don't really listen to, like, any sex podcasts. I love um, – this is Love okay. by the, the same gal who does um, the criminal podcast. Mm. Uh, and then I quite like, like, political podcasts. Political podcasts, true crime, and then, like, anything to do with, like, romance and love and yeah. stuff I really yeah. like. same. I do too because mm. it's, it's like I feel like true crime randomly – gets my mind off other things yeah yeah this is it if i'm like listening to like sex podcasts the whole time it's like this is work yeah like i'm already like working i'm wrapping orders and stuff i'm also obsessed with um my my pod on paper the new love island podcast those gals are hilarious (laughs) 
Um, I just like I I love Love Island. Yeah, um, I do too, and I have no qualms about saying that. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it takes my mind off things. <laughs> it's so fucking addictive. Mm. It's ridiculous. And as I said on Twitter, more Higgins is better than than the entire last season of Game of Thrones. So entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) She is. I really want her on the podcast. I'm going to put it out to the universe because I actually think she's one of the funniest people I've ever seen on TV, Mm. especially reality TV. More Higgins when you come out of the villa. Please, please come on the podcast. (laughs) Her accent is life. And like, it's so funny because there's so many Irish people complaining about her accent. And you're like, hearing this accent on TV, reality television is Talking brilliant. Talking sex. Yeah, it's brilliant. Hearing a culty as fuck accent. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about getting the ride. It's just, it's the best. And like, whenever people like come to me and they're like, from now on, when anyone's like, oh, but the Irish people are so repre- repressed, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm just gonna like, just have a screen grab of Maura <laughs> Higgins eating that ice lolly. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> giving, giving the sex eyes to Tommy Fury. <laughs> like, it was the best episode of the entire season. Oh so far. my god, she's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> anyway, so earlier on, we asked um, on your stories, mm. um, or no, it was last night, I think, um, for questions because we didn't really know what we were gonna do. We were like, let's just go for it. Um, yeah, I think you messaged me and you're like, I'm back from my holidays. Let's yeah, talk. I'm yeah. like, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, because the last time we didn't really plan it either. I just like had a few notes about you, asked you about them, and then we just like launched into it. And sometimes I feel like that's more natural, especially when you're talking about sex and like some like kind of scripted conversation because I'm genuinely asking your advice it's not like I'm like (laughs) and tell me about this and tell me about that I like I genuinely want to know so it's like I just let the conversation flow so we're gonna cut because Shauna's phone is charging yeah we're gonna check the questions and then we're gonna come back so we have questions we do have questions um let's see getting over sexual guilt I think you got a question yeah, I that got, was quite similar. Yeah, I got, um, I'm getting to it now, but it was basically how do you know if you have an unhealthy relationship with sex um, and then, or attitude towards sex and then in brackets it was shame, judgment, etc. Okay, so I think there's like, there's a few sort of elements to that. I mean, there's different ways in which we can have an unhealthy attitude towards sex. Mm. Um, it could be that you feel a lot of like, shame and guilt around having sex um it could be that you don't see that you see your partners as like a sexual object rather than like a subject Mm. rather than like you know another human being um yeah there's there's loads of different ways that you could you could be like unhealthy yeah um but like also there's loads of different ways in which you can like grow sexually this isn't like you have an unhealthy attitude towards sex and that will never change Mm. Um, you've obviously asked this question so or put that out there and you are acknowledging maybe something that you're feeling so you obviously want to or maybe you're concerned about like a friend or a partner who might have an unhealthy attitude towards sex Mm. and like sex positivity doesn't mean like you're going out and fucking everything that moves <laughs> you're having sex at every given yeah, opportunity absolutely. it means that you are comfortable in yourself um comfortable that you can like advocate for yourself um like that you feel comfortable 
making suggestions to a partner mm. and um, and treating the people that you're with with respect and expecting respect back. Yeah. Um, that you're not going to, like, put up with any kind of bullshit mm. <laughs> from, from your partner or anyone else that you're sleeping with. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, how do you know? Respecting respecting yourself and respecting the others. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I suppose, yeah, it's like... it's personal, isn't it? Yeah. knowing the whole situation. But I, I suppose, like, it's a good thing if you're, like you said, if yeah. you're if you're questioning that, if you're, if you're thinking about it and, mm. and thinking, like, how, um, what are some ways in which I can grow as a person, like, sexually and emotionally, mm. that's the first step. So, yeah. well done. Yeah, congratulations. Because yeah. honestly, that is, I think, for anyone, and, like, I think we've all been there at some stage in our lives or will be there, is that, like, to kind of figure yourself out sexually and to kind of affront some issues that you might have, you have to you have to kind of look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, how have I treated myself? How have I treated others? How have I treated my friends who have told me about certain scenarios? And exactly the fact that you're asking means that like you're ready to do that. So I'd Mm. say just keep asking yourself questions and getting involved in these kind of discussions. And, and, recognizing the fact that like sexual growth is a lifelong yeah, thing absolutely it's not like you get your, your you get your sex ed and then you go out into the world and have a bit of sex and then yeah. you know everything about sex yeah. because you don't mm. um like i'm still learning mm. about myself and about other people and about human sexuality and i run a sex shop like yeah. there's there's so many um different facets to human sexuality that you'll never be able to know absolutely everything Mm. and so it's it's a constant like growth process absolutely but i think but i think as long as you're trying your best to be respectful of like other people's needs and wants and and limits um and being respectful of your own needs and wants and limits then i think that's that's a good place to start you're doing a good job yeah. Whoever you are. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's have another one. Um, let's see. Strap-ons and who uses them. Strap-ons 101. Not enough people are using strap-ons. Shona's <laughs> like, I can see the data. I, I, <laughs> I, after this podcast, I fully expect there to be a spike in strap-on sales. If you're not buying strap-ons, what are you even doing with your life? I love a strap-on. <laughs> I think, yeah, stereotypically, like, people associate strap-ons with lesbians, but they can also be used, like, in pegging, where, like, yeah. a woman penetrates a man. Um, there's different types of strap-ons. You can get, like, a thigh strap-on, like a, like a thigh harness. Um, if you are if you have, like, difficulty with um, kind of thrusting from the hip, like, sitting in a chair um, might be more comfortable for some people. Interesting. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. So there's like there's different there's different types of harnesses that you can use um, for for different levels of comfort and ability. Um, you can get like you can get leather strap-ons. You can get vegan strap-ons that are made from like recycled rubber. That, oh God, those that kinds would of be such a funny present to get someone like a vegan strap-on, like a vegan. I feel oh, like that would be gorgeous. I am trying to source some at the moment. <laughs> there's a company in America that I'm speaking to. Really? So, yeah. Okay. So hopefully you will be able to get your recycled strap-on <laughs> soon. Uh, recycled rubber strap-on soon. Um, but yeah, like lo- like loads of, loads of 
loads of people of, yeah. of every variety use yeah. strap-ons. Um, but I definitely think that more, like more people should consider them as, as part of their play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a fun way to explore like gender expression as well. Um, whether it's like through using a strap-on for, for sex or like maybe even using like a packing dildo, mm-hmm. which is just like a, like a dildo that's like a flaccid penis okay. and um, like putting that down the, the front of your pants mm. and like seeing how, how that feels to like walk around with a dick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, like a uh, New York Toy Collective, shout out to New York Toy Collective. They do really, really great like packing dildos Okay. Um, and other kind of like gender expression, like typically for like you know, gender non-binary people. Um, but I, I, I just, I highly recommend like anyone like try, try, do what you can, like do what you can afford to try to like explore your gender. Cause I think you learn so much about yourself Mm. and, um, and so much about other people just even through trying it. Um, yeah. No, I think that's really, really interesting. That's Mm. really cool. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I've never heard of that before. Really? No, no, I've never yeah. heard of one of those before. So that's like very interesting. Okay. Do you have another one? Um, let's see here. I know that kind of like veered off from strap-ons, but No, um, that that's what this discussion is all about. There's um one gal who sent me just a ton of like really great topics. We love that. Bad brands of lube and why they're unsafe to use with certain products. I think products. that's very, very good because I was using lube for ages that I knew was... Did we talk about that last time? I think though? we kind of touched on it, but okay. not. I, I don't think I, that I had like researched it enough to like feel yeah comfortable okay so uh lubricant 101 Um, (laughs) a lot of a lot of like water-based lubricants that you would get like in the chemist let's say like kind of the the main sort of brands that we think about when we think about lube but we're not going to mention them (laughs) um, would have like glycerin in them as a preservative so that like it makes their shelf life longer um but having like glycerin and parabens in your lubricants mean that it can cause irritation, it can cause thrush, um, and also it just doesn't make for good lubricant. Like having this right because it ma- it goes tacky after it goes a while. Dry. Yeah. So um, like the lubes that I stock, uh, liquid and yes, are both glycerin and paraben free, mm-hmm. um, and both like come in like water based and then yes has like a lovely vegetable oil based one okay. as well which you can't use with condoms but you can use for, for masturbation and with toys and like hand jobs okay. you can't use oil based with uh, oil based lubricant with condoms because it degrades the latex and can cause like holes okay so stay away if you're yeah. using if you're okay using that's condoms. a good point make a note of that guys um yeah because to be honest like in my experience with it with the main I'm trying not to name it and it's really hard you know when you're having a normal conversation um with those everyone knows what we're talking about so those uh lubes is just like that it has always made me really like sore in the aftermath which is the opposite of what it's supposed to do it's not yeah what it kind of reminds me of like the sensation is like you know when you eat 
Maybe I'm, like, the only person who gets this. But you know when you eat, like, a ton of, like, ice cream and you get that weird, like, sugar soreness yeah. in the back yeah. of your throat? Yeah, that is absolutely, it's like. It's like that in the vagina. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, what you're talking about is, well, what I get if I ate ice cream is, like, my, the, it feels like the walls of my throat are, like, sticking together almost. Yes. It's, yeah, like, yeah, dry. Yeah. And that, it, that's what I get down there. It's, like, it's dry. And it's, like, an awful feeling. And I know that's, like, like some of my friends who are, like, so excited to, like, buy the first loop and get so excited and they're like oh everything's gonna be different now and it's actually made them feel worse because it's like you know what I mean yeah so if you're listening to this it might be good to try one of yours what the um, liquid liquid before liquid and yes okay yes is used by um uh, doctors and nurses on the NHS apparently okay according to their website interesting so, so yeah so good to know okay um but I do I do like liquid just a little bit better because okay. it's um like especially like the liquid organics and the liquid sassy has a more has a thicker consistency okay so if you're like putting it in your hand it's not gonna like slide off the side yeah. of your hand it like it stays put so it lasts longer as well last longer yeah okay um but yeah it was really interesting i was at a talk not too long ago that the irish cancer society were putting on and they had um a lecturer from australia and um and it was about uh like sex and like painful sex like post cancer treatment and um and this woman was saying that she doesn't recommend um or, or, or most of the time she doesn't recommend that her patients use like lubricant when like using when when having like sexual intercourse or um or using vaginal dilators because um it it just causes more pain than is necessary and so I like I'm like oh fuck I know exactly what she's yeah. talking about it's because there um the 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 lubricants that are often recommended by doctors tend to be like these really high glycerin content lubricants and so I uh I I raised my hand at the end I'm like I am so sorry this is going to be a complete shameless plug yeah but I run a sex shop and like the lubricants that you're talking about have a really high glycerin content and that's why it's causing irritation yeah and um and yeah it was it was it was weird like we we talked about this earlier about um imposter syndrome mm. when the camera was on but we were talking about like imposter syndrome and um and how when you're in a room full of like academics yeah sometimes you feel like your um like your knowledge and your opinions are invalid mm. because they're the ones with the degrees yeah and you're like oh they must know that they, they yeah, yeah surely they yeah. know that because yeah. like people who go to college know everything yeah. apparently and I um it was yeah, it, it's it was so weird. I, I just had this like moment of clarity. I'm like, oh no, I I know exactly what she's talking about, yeah. and I know that I I need to I need to make this right. Yeah. Um, because I don't want people like thinking that they can't um they can't have sexual intercourse or use like vaginal dilators or sex toys or whatever without there being like some kind of pain there. I'm like mm. trying to shove a dildo up yourself yeah. dry. Not no. fun. <laughs> no, well, some people can do it, but, like, I absolutely could not. No. And I think that a, a lot of people would be the same. But it's it's really sad as well because, like, for a lot of people, they, they might be buying lube. Might, they might be buying lube for a bit of fun, but they might be buying lube because it's already painful. And mm. then the, their experience is, oh, then now I just, okay, I must not, I'm, I'm never going to enjoy it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's important that you guys know that even just for the future, if that ever happens, it's not you 
it's the loop. <laughs> it's, de- it's definitely the Well, I mean, like, the loop or, um, and, I, and they were talking about um, sex toy materials, like, why mm. um, you can't use things with certain materials. So if you, I mean, you shouldn't be using PVC sex toys anyway. Yeah. But if you use, like, an oil-based lubricant on a PVC sex toy. It'll disintegrate. Again, like, yeah, it it damages the PVC and it just makes all of those plastic softeners that are, like, leaching out of the pores anyway, it just causes them to off-gas even more. That just freaks me out. You do not want that. So, I mean, bin your PVC sex toys Mm. anyway, but um, also, like, if you absolutely have to use a PVC sex toy, don't. But if you do, um, use, like, a water-based lubricant. Okay, okay. Excuse me. That's okay. Do you have another one? Or we was one of them about like fem like products like sprays and smells. Oh yeah, they were asking um talk about vaginal hygiene and people's obsession with fem cleaning products and then in parentheses they're so bad. They are so bad. So bad. So top tip to people with vaginas. <laughs> your vagina is self-cleaning. Yeah. It has a pH that it yeah. maintains. Yeah. Someone, oh, who, there was like some TV show or movie. I can't remember where I heard this. Maybe someone out there will know. Okay. But someone was like, it's like a self-cleaning oven. And it absolutely is. Yeah. Like that's, a, that's when you look in your panties and there's discharge. Yeah. That is what it's doing. It's like. Absolutely. It's maintaining the pH balance mm. and getting rid of the stuff that it doesn't need. So, um, yeah, there's no – and, like, if you're worried about the way your fanny smells, like, your fanny smells the way it's I meant to smell. I love the word fanny. It just makes oh, me laugh. I love it, too, especially because it means something different in the state. Does it? Well, it means your bum. Oh, no way. So, but it's, like, it's like a polite way of saying, mm. like, your ass is, like, your fanny. And so, like, I – cracked up when I found out when I moved here like 15 years ago and found out that like fanny meant like pussy (laughs) thought that was the best thing ever um but yeah your your fanny smells the way that it's meant to Mm. smell and if it's smelling like not good at all then it could be that you have a yeast infection or or bacterial vaginosis Mm. like there could be there's different reasons why it might smell the nicest yeah but if it's just like smelling like a vagina if it smells like a vagina that's exactly the way it's meant to smell yeah. and if anyone who goes down there has a problem with that then, then they need to not go down on that's you. a red flag that's a red flag that's a yeah. major red flag yeah but i just think like it's so scary I'm, I'm seeing now on like mainstream makeup kind of sites that's like you know buy you know kind of like the asos of makeup sites yeah buying in and selling and like uh, really putting a lot of money into marketing these like femme fresh products that are all like glamorous and sleek with like kind of nude packaging and mm. like it it kind of just scares me that it's like the the ideology behind it and the kind of anti-women thing behind it and I know that that's not their, what they're trying to do I know that but like at well I think s- I would argue that yeah. that's exactly what they're trying to do they're they're telling you that there is something wrong, wrong with the with- way you are as and- a human yeah and it's not like for those of you that it's like oh for all of you you need like it's not like it's um marketed even if it was it would still be so bad but like marketed to like oh if you have a problem with this then maybe this is like good for you it's like oh there's a problem with how vagina smell in general here have you know what I mean it 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 scares me yeah but like apart apart from all the ideological stuff behind it like the products themselves 
perfumes are not good for your vagina. Like, again, your vagina balances its own pH. And those products, like, perfumes have alcohol in them. And alcohol dries up your skin. And especially dries up mucous membranes like your mouth, your vagina, your asshole. Yeah. So. That's a good example. You wouldn't take a baby wipe and rub all up in the inside of your mouth. No. Like, you absolutely wouldn't. That would be outrageous and weird. Yeah. And you shouldn't feel like you have to do that. That You wouldn't do that if you had bad breath, you know? Exactly. So you shouldn't feel like you have to do that with your vagina. And especially if someone is telling you to do that, I just think that is a massive question mark. But, but here's the deal. I can't think of a... Like, I'm trying to think back to anyone who has ever told me, hey, maybe you should use a FemFresh wipe. Not one person. No one. It's literally just the industry. I've never yeah. I've never had a guy or girl tell me like Yeah. You know what you need? <laughs> you need to smell like fresh roses. <laughs> fresh cut or roses. Or expect you to. Right? As a human being. Every single person that I've slept with has been like love that pussy. <laughs> I don't mean to toot my own horn or toot my own pussy. I mean, I can do that too. I'm not going to do it on the podcast, but I, (laughs) but I feel, but I feel like no one, like every, everyone who's gone down on me has given me two thumbs up. Yeah. (laughs) Oh no. It's just like, what else can we tell women isn't good enough? Oh, we'll just make like these sleek looking marketable perfumes which have no research gone into them and like are like you know what I mean yeah just like I'm already hung up on my own fucking body image issues the last thing I need to be worrying about is is someone like an industry telling me that my pussy shouldn't smell like pussy yeah (laughs) it's like please um I just can't even. Um, Is there another one there? And if there isn't, uh, we're already on 35 minutes. I don't know how we do this, Shauna. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, Let me have a look. I am. I before we get into anything else, I want to give a shout out to the gal who is giving me like all these fab suggestions. She like slid into my DMs or I slid into her DMs. I was like, thank you so much for this. And she's like, I'm an ideas person. I'm like, Uh, yes, you fucking are. I love people who make suggestions. I love them. I appreciate them. And I try to put that back into the world. It just helps everyone out so much. So her name is Karen Miano. And she has a podcast called ALU. Is it okay if I shout it out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've listened to one episode. It's really good. And it like centers around like people of color and queer people of color. I need to get in contact with her to do a yeah, podcast. Yeah, definitely. Um, so her Instagram handle... I am really bad with Irish. Yeah. Can you? Uh, Shukra Moher. So it's like Shukra, like sugar, like sugar. in Irish. Underscore score Moher, which I think is mum. Like I'm such a bad Irish person. But um, yeah, no, she looks amazing. I'm going to get in contact with her as well. Cool. Yeah. There you go, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> love your stuff and love your suggestions. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Um. Yeah, let's see what else we have here. I'll just reset my camera while we're looking. Um, Healthy polyamory, again, from Karen. Thank you, Karen. Um, Let's see. I have a fabulous podcast coming out um, soon. It'll probably be out before this one on polyamory with just a normal girl that practices polyamory. And Mm. I really, really like it because 
it's just it's not like an expert's opinion it's just a lived experience yeah yeah and I feel we like could, I learned a lot from it we could definitely yeah let's talk about like um not not even necessarily specifically polyamory mm. but like um non-monogamous non-monogamy would be a yeah. good one and then uh my friend Emmett said talk about crop rotation on the floodplains of lower <gasps> Mesopotamia no <laughs> Not my There's area of expertise, unless that, unless that's like a euphemism <sighs> for something. You never I, knows these days. Should I be rota- rotating my crops <laughs> on my floodplain? I'm confused. Okay, um, but yeah, not non-monogamy. We could talk about. Yeah, let's talk. Yeah, that's topical as well because yeah. I just wrote an article um, for the RT lifestyle section yeah. about that. Um, yeah, I suppose. What What would you like to know about non-monogamy? I feel, what what are people's main questions? Probably people's main question is always the same thing. Like, do you not get jealous? Yeah. They're... That's probably the one that comes up a lot. I know when I did my podcast on polyamory, that's the, like, I just got a hundred of that. Yeah. That same question. Yeah. I mean, they're, like... The thing is, you get to design your own relationship. There's not, like, one set way mm. of saying, like, this is how you do polyamory. This, like, this is how you do non-monogamy. And because there's no, like, one size fits all. Because there's no one size fits all for any relationship. Exactly. And so you need to find out, like, the ways in which you can, like, communicate effectively with your partner to, like, minimize jealousy. That doesn't mean that, like, jealousy isn't going to happen because, mm. like we're all human yeah jealousy's gonna jealousy's gonna happen but like trying to minimize that and find ways of like when jealousy happens here's how we go about like working through it mm. either like the the person who's on the outside of it gets to spend more time like with with the the part i'm like Ugh, bad vocabulary no um, you're explaining it so well like Spending more time with the outside partner or yeah. spending more time, like, with the, the with, with the partner that's, like, that's feeling that jealousy. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, I, I feel like um, if you're going into, like, a polyamorous, like, situation, you need to be able to practice, like, extreme empathy. Mm. Um, and every, communication. And communication. Yeah. Like, massively. Um, I only know a handful of people who've been able to do it like successfully and have like really like loving long-term like polyamorous not non-monogamous I know tons of people who do like non-monogamy but like having like committed couples yeah like either a committed triad or like a committed v um it's very very difficult because if you think about like just being in a relationship with someone, yeah. just one-on-one, it's that just, that's hard. Yeah, and it's just like if you're working a nine-to-five job and then also, you know, in a relationship with two separate individuals. Yeah, but there can be a lot of benefits as well. Yeah. You have more love in your life. You have more of a support system. Yeah. Um, I made the point in my article that, like, economically speaking, it makes more sense if you have a bigger family. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, like... You have three people's incomes instead of two or maybe four people's incomes instead of two. Um, And we really need to look at um, having more respect for for those for those setups. That's a huge thing, I think. And and it's something that I think like we we definitely learned in the marriage equality referendum that um, 
there's there's no problem with expanding our definition of what marriage and commitment and love is. So if we can do that for two of any people, mm. well, why can't we do that for like three or more people? Mm. Um, it just it just seems to like make no sense that like we would we would expand the definition of marriage for for like one set of people but but people who are in um like I have friends who are married and then you know might have like a girlfriend yeah and they want their girlfriend to have the same status as them like if one of them ends up in the hospital for any Mm. reason they want that person by their bedside too like as equally represented as their husband or their wife Mm. um and so I think we need to like think about ways in which we can we can push for that um but yeah I thought was what was really interesting is like when I had um my previous guest on and we were talking about it we were talking about like the term um ethical non-monogamy and then we were just talking about how like non-ethical non-monogamy cheating it's just cheating it's just straight like not straight people sorry but like monogamous people cheating on you and that happens all the time so you're probably practicing it inadvertently just not in an ethical way yeah in like a really shitty way and then people think of like um ethical non-monogamy as like weird and like oh you must be it's other and but then have their own experiences with cheating but they don't connect those two yeah things yeah which is an interesting way of thinking that i'd never thought about before but then it just like kind of unlocked my brain and the whole podcast I keep coming back to it I'm like can't stop thinking about that well I like I had an experience um like good while ago like years ago where I was in a relationship with with a guy and um and I told him like off the bat I I I think that I would like to have like a non-monogamous relationship and um you know, you're not the only person that I ever want to see naked for the rest of my life. So, yeah. so let's try to figure out a way in which we can do this. And I, I thought that I was like communicating effectively. Apparently, mm. I wasn't. Mm. Um, and he started seeing a gal, and um, and I said, well, like up front, my my rules if we're going to do this is that I want to be able to meet the person to make sure they're sound. Yeah. Um I I don't have to be friends with them, but I want to at least meet them. And um if you want to go on a date with that person, give me 48 hours notice. Yeah. So that way I can make my own plans. I'm not sitting at home um, wh- yeah. being like, oh my boyfriend's off fucking and someone else. That's how jealousy could manifest if you're not going like communicating and like paying full respect but the same as in like a monogamous relationship yeah so exactly yeah. you you draw your line like where you want like your respect like what you consider your respectful yeah. yeah you draw your boundaries and um and he didn't want that he wanted to be able to do whatever the fuck he wanted and so he continued on like having an affair with this guy. yeah so he's just cheating was, like, and kind so of he telling was, you he was just cheating well he did he didn't tell me because i was like i eventually like pulled the plug when i found out because he he had told me like oh you know um i'm not really interested in her anymore but he was still continuing to see her so i um i said to him like look this like i i can't i can't do this like yeah. you're, you're constantly going behind my back my back and we ended up breaking up and um when that happened i i like i found out because she emailed me 
I've heard why that happens a lot when people break up or but when I'm, people are cheating. It's like an email and like receipts. I always hear of that happening, but that's another discussion. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so she emailed me to let me know that 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 their relationship was still ongoing, and I was like, oh fuck, okay dumped him straight away yeah. but I um I was in work at the time and um I was just I was like sitting in the locker room just bawling my eyes out crying and um people were asking me like why'd you why why'd you break up with him and I was like well um he cheated on me and um and they were like I thought you said you were in a non-monogamous relationship and I was like well we were and they're like well then that isn't cheating I'm like well it is like there's and I was like trying to like in my in my trauma like in the middle of this breakup trying to trying to explain the difference between ethical and non-ethical non-monogamy to like people who just didn't didn't understand and I and I had um a manager in my work tell me well you got what you deserve then if you if you if you let a if you let a guy um sleep with other girls what what did you expect and I and I just felt so um oh it was just it was awful it was awful because I I I was going through this thing and my entire life was changing I was suddenly going to have to find a new place to live um my life had been turned upside down and I and I wasn't getting any, any sympathy from anybody because there was no respect there. There, there was no respect there. Mm-hmm. And so I, I definitely think that there is room for like more education. I think it's I think it's a little bit easier now. I think um like non-monogamous relationships and like polyamorous relationships are, are getting a little bit more visibility. Mm-hmm. Um but it but it is hard because it isn't um it isn't what people would consider like a traditional relationship and anything that's like new or different or foreign is mm. a, a threat to some people and so um it, it was really hard for like a really long time that's yeah see i find that fascinating that people would think in that way like in any relationship okay let's like like not even talk about cheating but like if you draw a boundary somewhere and someone crosses that that's disrespect and like whatever if, like, I don't understand, even though I understand, like, that people just kind of freak out when it comes to different types of relationships and it takes explaining and it takes being open and, like, having these conversations. I also don't, like, I, I find it hard to, like, understand how you, now that I've, like, thought about it, but then I've thought about it. I'm, like, <laughs> genuinely, like, just taking this conversation in and, like, regurgitating, but I really find that fascinating that, like, a lot of people, a lot of people I know are practicing non-monogamy they're just not doing it in an ethical fashion because they don't want to have to have the awkward chats yeah and anyone I know who's been in like a successful non-monogamous relationship or polyamorous relationship the amount of like really hard awkward chats that you have to do Mm. to get to a place where everyone is happy Mm. is immense Mm. but I mean they they would say like it's worth it because we have more love in our lives and more fun sex to have yeah um, there's more variety. And so it's, um, yeah, mm. it's it's tough. But, like, if you, if again, if you, like, practice, like, extreme empathy with each other, mm. you should be able to get there. Um, but it's just, I, I think what ends up happening is people don't want to have those conversations. And so they end up hurting themselves and hurting the people that they love because they don't want to have the, 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 awkward, yeah. the awkward chats. Yeah. Or they don't even realize that that's what they're doing do you get me like Mm. a lot of people who are cheating on 
other people it's like and I, I sound like I'm really bitter and have loads of experience with this <laughs> I haven't but it's like they'd be the same people to be like oh like polyamory like that's weird that's other you know yeah. what I mean it's it's very funny the kind of um comparison between it is actually like no they're just doing what you're doing but they're being very communicative and ethical yeah it's like the only difference what, what I find uh weirder than polyamory is getting completely hammered in the workman's and then shifting some randomer <laughs> like outside the toilets to me that is completely bananas um but polyamory seems like a lovely okay. concept. A lovely concept. <laughs> Quaint, even. Um, but, yeah. Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> okay, let's talk about... This is a question I got a lot, and I had to unpack it with a lot of... Not unpack, like, genuinely with myself, talk about it to other people because I'm in a relationship, and I was talking about it with my boyfriend. But... Sex toys within casual sex. Okay. That's a question... Why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, again, I feel like I, um, I have to keep reminding myself, not everybody is at the same level as me, yeah. but I, like, I am a, a big, like, what's the word I, I'm a big fan of just being really upfront to anyone who comes into my bedroom. I use a vibrator. I've got other toys if you want to use them too. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like, just being like really super upfront. Like, it's not like, oh, I have this vibrator, and if it's okay, I might use it. It's yeah. like, no, 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 no. Like, you get to watch me use this. Yeah. Or, like, you get to use a sex toy with me. Um, yeah. I, I, I always, I, I find it a little strange. I understand it. Yeah. But I always find it a little strange when people are like, I don't know how to, like, broach the subject of yeah. sex toys with, like, a new partner. I'm like, this is a vibrator. <sighs> this is a vibrator in my clit. <sighs> Yay! <laughs> like I, I just it should the, the conversation should be as simple as that. And then anyone who's like, oh, I don't really like you using sex toys again. Fuck them out of your bedroom because they don't deserve to be in there. Because they're probably if someone has a problem with you using a vibrator, are probably the same kind of people who would have a problem with your fanny smelling like fanny. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, my sign levels just <laughs> shot through the roof. And they need to get the boots. <laughs> that is so fair but that's what I say and one of my friends was like you know I can't like get off or like finish without a vibrator but like do I bring it in my clutch like she's she's very um I don't say normal she's not a normal girl she's absolutely fantastic so but you know what more, I mean is this more of a question of like how do I transport sex toys on a no, night no just like the whole some... thing broaching the subject okay. bringing them to Everly of a Monday you know not ma- you know what I mean just yeah, yeah, like yeah for I I maybe I don't know and I was like that's fair because I'm in a relationship I'm not really scared to be like here we are this is what we're doing (laughs) I've never been single when I've used sex toys so oh really yeah okay it's only since I've been in a relationship yeah I was like support like that I was like felt I don't know that's just my journey so I was like that's fair I don't know yeah. I can't answer this for you. I'll ask Shona. <laughs> I mean, if it's the transport question, if you're, like, on a night out and you want to, like, go on the pole, shifting someone in the uh, outside the bathrooms and the workmen's, um, <laughs> there are, like, vibrators and sex toys that you can get that are, are only we, and they do fit in your clutch. Yeah. They look so, like little, like, lipsticks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's one that looks like an 
Yeah, slip bum, isn't there? Yeah. So that's that, that like that's what I use as a travel vibe. Yeah. And like you know, I, I love have, that. That's I didn't know they had a term, a travel vibe. Well, I I call them that. <laughs> They're like mini vibes. Yeah. But like if I if if I know that I'm like going away for a weekend or something. Um, and I don't have a lot of, like, space if I'm just, like, taking, like, a little overnight bag and I don't have room for, like, my more fun <laughs> ones with the bells and whistles and, like, a recharging cord. If I just need yeah. something, like, a little battery-powered, like, the Tenga Roja Mini or, um, like, any of, the, like, the little mini vibes. Yeah. You, you could just, yeah, throw that in your backpack or throw that in your clutch and it doesn't take up that much space. Yeah. And I'm, like, nearly, obviously everyone's different, but I'm nearly 90% sure that a lot of like 90% of people that you say look I have this with me can we use it they'll be more than delighted yeah yeah absolutely yeah and if they're not as you said I'm I'm just echoing what (laughs) Shawana said earlier they're probably the same people who ask you to use femme fresh yes (laughs) and they can get in the bin or the sea one of the two (laughs) okay I'm trying to think I don't have any more questions did you have any more questions? Um, there was a few, but I thought that they kind of warranted their own episode. Okay. So I'll, we I'll can leave come them. back. We can come back. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's an hour long. I don't know how we do that because <laughs> last time I remember being like, I don't know how this happened. I know we kind of both started the podcast like, oh, like how was your day? <laughs> yeah, we but like, I'm feeling really good after <laughs> that. <laughs> and that's why we need to just do it. Yay! Yay. Therapy session. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming Thank out. Thank you so much for as having per me. Usual. And guys, honestly, I can't recommend it enough. Shauna's shop, sexshopper.ie. I recently made a purchase, best purchase I've ever made. <laughs> Which what one's that called again? Um, did you get the the black the Kyom the Kyom Kyomo? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that thing. It's amazing. It's so good. It's also so soft. It's it's got like this really soft like silky smooth yeah. uh, silicone like cover love it um w- the other thing that i really love about it is it's so fucking strong for uh, for something of its price and it's range. actually quite small like it's it's very easy to bring like i feel like you could almost take that one on a night out yeah like it's 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 it i mean it's very obvious what it is but like it's, yeah. it's small enough but it's like it's sleek as well. Yeah, it's like vibrator, it's but it's vibrator, but make it fashion. Yeah, it yeah. is. It, it's really lovely. Um, and you have. I remember last time you did some of your like favorites. What are your favorites right now? Um, did I talk about the Jiju Rabbit Bullet last time? It's it's like again like small. It's a, like a little clitoral vibe, but it has like two little bunny ears. Okay. And um, like it's literally it's only about that big, and it's USB rechargeable. And um, yeah, the two little bunny ears like vibrate on either side of your clit. I also got in a penis vibrator, which okay. is interesting. Which is amazing. Um, I'm like kind of jealous now. I mean, <laughs> like I know I have like all the sex toys, fun, but I'm like really jealous that I can't use this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, by Satisfier. It's like it's kind of it's about as wide as this <laughs> really? and you put like your dick in it and um, and yeah, it vibrates around it. And it's, I've never, I didn't even know they were a thing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And so I, like, I sold one to a friend a couple weeks ago and he texted me back, like, <sighs> I that, you get the funniest message. that night texted me back and was like, that was the best orgasm I've ever had on my own. 
Okay. Yeah. Get on that. <laughs> Get on that. Okay. And then like one more. One more. Oh my God. What else have I got in? Oh, I got in vegan condoms. So they'll be up on the website soon. Oh my God. I want to get them. Vegan condoms and vegan dental dams. I know dental dams aren't as popular, but they absolutely should be. Yeah. Um, like you should be using a dental dam if you're having oral sex with someone new. Yeah. Or like if maybe you're on your period yeah. or whatever, um, like dental dams all the way. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to purchase they're th- some of they're, them. They're thinner than condoms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, vegan vegan condoms and vegan dental dams. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And thank you to my sponsor, Depop, for allowing me to talk about all of this and just being like, yeah, sure, go for it. Oh my God. Can I say something about Depop? Yeah. Depop, you are getting your money's worth of this girl. Like after, after like the last episode when you're like, I'm sponsored by Depop. I like signed up for a Depop account. I have sold two items and I've bought two items. Go and I'm like on. really proud of my purchases. Yeah. And now I'm just like obsessed. I've yeah. got my my sister's wedding is coming up in September and I am on there I swear to god every single night like looking it's for so the tempting. perfect thing yeah yeah, yeah. oh my god loving you it might so like much. the shop I shared today I mean I don't know but like it's called um like pussy couture but it's like like fussy but it's just a girl who sells clothes she's just really cool and the way she styles her outfits I feel like you'd even just like it to look at like maybe not even the clothes but she's really 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 cool Um, and I have so much more suggestions I'll leave a suggestion in the description of this one and maybe I'll like ask you for help with it so it's like more tailored to you yeah definitely Um, so thank you so much and please like rate subscribe i need all the help it can get because the ratings it's not like for my ego it's for (laughs) they put you to like the front page and exciting things like that so yeah thank you so much thanks so much see you guys